Have any idea what it's like to speak English and still have people not understand what the hell you're saying? Well, I do. And here's my moody Irish guide to the life and death of conversation in New Jersey. Hello and welcome to the life and death of conversation in New Jersey and more importantly, the moody guide to traversing the pitfalls of having conversations in New Jersey. But before I actually get onto that, I want to talk about something a little bit more personal. For many, for before, for about too long before I got here, I worked in a factory and I worked for a corporation that was probably one of the cushiest jobs I've ever had in my life. Also, probably the worst job I've ever had in my life because, oh my God, did it drive you insane. But at the end of the day, what are corporations here to do other than to absolutely bleed you for everything that you have? And work you to the bone. While I was there, there was very little to hold on to because let me let me describe what this place was. Okay, we may I can't tell you the name of the place because for legal reasons. Um, but we worked in a clean room environment. Okay, so that's a big white sterile room with machines going. And not only do you have machines going, you also done the same thing two hundred times a day. You know, 20 times an hour or whatever. So basically, it exhausted your your senses. Okay, because you couldn't hear anything with the machines. You can't really see anything with the with, with all the, you know, because everything is white. Like, what is there to look at? So there's absolutely no outside stimulation whatsoever. And it was a hard place to work, especially for me, you know, the arty-farty type. And, you know, I'm lively enough. I'm, I'm moody as fuck, but I'm, I'm, I'm lively and I like to complain with people. And while I worked there, there was a couple of people that I worked with that were just some of the best people I've ever met. I, I, I got to be honest there, where when I say, and, you know, like, dealing, dealing with that every day, who you work with really, you know, makes or breaks it. And there were many great people, some great senses of humor out there. But one of the people there who's always been a staunchest supporter of my trip across the Atlantic was a guy called Joe O'Shea. On this day, let me mark it as, well, as tomorrow, technically, he's actually retiring from that factory. And I can wholeheartedly say that as soon as he goes, there's going to be a bunch of directors and bosses and all those big wigs reading a collective sigh of relief. Okay, because this guy, when he walked into a room, I used to often wonder how he got his balls in behind him because they were so fucking big. This guy would stand up to Satan himself. And he is an absolute loss to everybody, not not to the factory itself, but to everybody that worked on that line. Because he's the only person that would stand up to the, the bosses and the powers that, that be. So much so, this is, a, this is how much of an awesome guy he was, right? Once upon a time, they said that they were going to take X amount of money out of our wages to open this new wing, new part of the factory, whatever. And a lot of people, a lot of people, you know weren't happy about it, and spoke up. Eventually, it didn't go ahead because of whatever reason. Um, <laughs> when they were telling us that it wasn't going ahead, there was every the whole factory is there, and one director. Actually, I don't know how many directors were there, but it was one of, one of the directors was there. And my man Joe said, to, after this guy was finished, Joe said, I, I want you to do one thing for me. He said, well, I want you to apologize to me for, for lying to me. 
And so, the, you know, this guy, like, this guy's the director, doesn't apologize to anyone. He apologized to Joe. To which Joe responded, I can't fucking hear you. <laughs> I made him apologize again. <laughs> That's what I mean. This guy's got the biggest boss around. Don't fuck with him. He's old school union type. But not only that, he's one of the most genuine, nicest guys out there. And always, like, always great to talk to. Doesn't complain and moan. Like most people do when you're stuck inside inside of a factory like that, and you know what, I'm totally guilty guilty of that as well as just complaining about the place because complaining never got anything done. But I want to wish Joe the absolute happiest in retirement, and I hope all goes well for him, and I hope to see him over this side of the Atlantic sometime soon, so the two of us can take a bite out of the Big Apple. One of the coolest guys out there, and nobody in that factory will ever forget that he worked there, especially especially that director he'll never forget the time that he was humiliated by a peon like joe like a like a nobody like a, like a worker like the rest of us it's like a david and goliath situation that doesn't happen too often so everybody listening to this you just remember that next time you look at those big wigs that there was a there was a lowly worker <laughs> made one of them apologize to him twice and then didn't accept the apology so joe all the best my friends and I hope, I hope it all goes well for you. So we talk, or well not we, you know, Americans talk a little bit different than what we do back home in Ireland. In Ireland you have like a lot of small talk normally and then it's just like the gossip and whatever, right? Here, it's like you talk about big things, you don't talk about the weather, right? You talk about big things and opinions about things as well which is a hard net to navigate all right especially if you're like me and i don't really go left or right uh politically um it can end up being a political minefield and quite uh i i wouldn't even know what word to put in it quite scary sometimes you just sometimes you just want to avoid conversation with people and it seems to be getting worse and i think the reason it's getting worse is we have so much access to the internet so much access to information it becomes almost unbearable right but then also everybody else has a sounding board and their own little soapboxes to get up on to scream their opinions at the top of their lungs and you constantly see it on facebook and we also get a lot of misinformation where it's like you can debate anything and you can probably win even if it, if you say like there's giraffes on mars you can probably find some evidence that there's giraffes on mars on the internet somewhere and just because it's on the internet it's almost absolute fact right but in that same breath you can say that something else you can discount something that's very much true like uh i don't know there's people in submarines out in the hudson river right you could say that it could be picture evidence and then that's a person can tell you no this is made up media bullshit there's no way around it okay so when when you're actually having a conversation with, with someone, try to keep it light, you know, especially if we're European, because we don't care too much about politics. Most of us are central. We're not left or right. Um, I think 90% of the population there. But you've got, there's so much, the, the politics here is crazy. Okay, it's insane. It's a beauty pageant, a popularity contest, and it's like a reality TV show all rolled into one. And you're meant to follow this with every... And if you don't know, people kind of look at your phone. If you don't follow it, they're like, oh, well, why don't you? It's everywhere. It's all over the news. Your phone's constantly buzzing with like whatever the Donald did yesterday. Like Honestly, uh, there's like 18 articles on the ex-president. 
on it. And then there's the, another article that's it would be like, why are the Proud Boys no longer uh, allowed on Facebook? To he, they should be allowed on Facebook. To, they shouldn't be allowed on Facebook. To, they're a terrorist organization. To their one thing or the other. Now, if you're probably listening to this podcast, you're probably the same person. And realize the Proud Boys are pretty bad people, you know. But at the same time, you get all of these, you know, articles debating it. Okay, and it's not only debating it, but they're using like different types of evidence that they pulled out their ass, and you're just meant to, you don't know what to believe. It's it's this weird kind of almost like. I feel like in the last couple of years, like you just you can't believe anything. Everything is is an illusion, you know. Like someone could say, like, you know, you shit in the carpet, and you're like, no, I didn't, and then you just have to believe that they didn't because they said so. It's insane. It's nuts. Conversation here in Jersey can be quite like that, where it's like someone could come from left field with absolutely anything. You could know this person your whole life, and then they just come out with something completely bonkers, and you're like, okay, you know, I don't really know what way to take that. I don't know how to navigate conversations, if I'm being honest. I shouldn't be doing a guide to it, because I, like, I avoid talking with people as much as I can. All right? like I, I try and avoid it every which way I possibly can, because it's just... You can really fuck yourself up in the long term. Even something I say here could be just taken and just turned around if they wanted to. So it's it's insane. As an immigrant coming into the country... Uh, someone with an accent as well uh, my accent is a little bit more flattened in this it's not I just said it before like I, I don't use my actual accent on this I use an accent that everyone can understand <clears throat> sorry I've got a bad cough the last couple of days I don't think it's COVID I think it's just a bad cough but yeah so like if, if I go into a store this is the thing that I don't know if you've got anyone who's got social anxiety probably understands this but when you go into a store or shop or whatever and you need to ask for something that's not on the shelf if i can't see it i'm not going to ask the person for it because it's it just takes so long like back home it'd be easy you got this no okay but here it's like sorry can you say that again because i also got the mask on me right so it's like sorry can you say that again then i have an accent and tough that they can't understand anyway and i'm repeating myself over and over and over again and sometimes it's just like the cashier's just like i give up i don't have a fucking clue what you're saying and i don't blame them but i just don't want to go down that 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 route, that that little minefield, it, it's it's tricky. It's not, and then you have other people then who just hone in on your accent, like it's like you're sent from heaven. You're like, oh my god, your accent is so cute. It's like, yeah, and then these things happen when you have an accent, and then you're flirting with someone without even knowing you're doing it. You know, you just start telling them about yourself because you're like, oh yeah, I'm from Ireland. Like, oh my god, I always wanted to visit Ireland. I'm like, you should. There's this place near where I live, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what do you do in Ireland? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm this, that, and the other thing. Then I've got their phone number. They start giving me their phone number. I wouldn't, one, one, <laughs> one uh, time in particular, right? Now, I'm not a particularly good looking guy, right? But apparently, my accent is so attractive, even though I found it, find it very gutter. But whatever. I go down to a 7 Eleven by my partner's mother's house. And there's this lady uh, working there. And she's like, not an older lady, but like, they say like early 30s or something. And I walk in and I have like a list of stuff that I need. Okay, so I go in and I'm picking up. I'm also wearing a pair of bell, bo- bell bottoms at the time and my hair is down to my shoulders. So I, I think in her head, like this guy must be a musician or something like that. So like I'm getting my, my few things 
and we're talking and I can't exactly remember what it was about but she was there with like her chin on her hand like batting her eyelids at me going you're so cute and I'm like thanks I just needed things on this list I don't know why I say like when they say something like that to me I have to sing it back to them but I just need things on the list. I forgot vinegar, right? So I go back into the 7-Eleven and I'm like, hey, um, I forgot one thing. I just need to get this uh, thing of vinegar. Do you want me to pay in cash? Because I don't know, like, you know, if you if it's below 10 bucks, like you get charged more in a card. So I'm like, she's like, no, it's okay. You can have it. I'm like, really? I'm going to pay for it? I'll pay for the vinegar. And she's like, no, no, it's on me. So I go away. And as I'm walking back up the road to her house, it's like, just, she just give me vinegar because she found me attractive. Imagine if that was like a ritual you, you did like in some part of the world where you give somebody vinegar. Vinegar doesn't smell nice, doesn't really taste nice unless it's combined with other things. It's like it's like the polar opposite of giving someone roses. But whatever, that's that's North Jersey for you where it's incredibly weird. If you're from North Jersey, I get it. I know why you live there. I understand. But you cannot deny that people in North Jersey are strange. It's like as soon as you go past a certain border you know it's all like you see a lot of dixie flags up there which makes no sense because you're not even down the south but whatever and here's the other thing right so this is something i don't get because we don't do it back home right but you guys like love your opinions and your freedom of speech so much that you put them on the backs of your cars and you also decorate your garden with them right so it'll be like I, I was actually, this one I found quite disturbing, right? When I was, I was walking down in my old neighborhood, because we since moved, but on the on the lawn was a bunch of picketed signs, right? And one said, uh, I voted for Trump, don't blame me. I don't know what that means. If you voted for Trump, that's your own fucking business. I don't need to know about it. A, a vote is done in private for that exact reason. If you're proud of it, whatever, I don't really care. Um, then it was like, I'm asking your kids. I also stand behind the blue line. It was like, hey, this person's whole opinions was in the front fucking garden before you even got through the door so i know everything about this guy when I, if i'm a mailman and delivering his mail i already know like well he stands behind a blue line and he really likes trump and this thing and that thing and the other thing and then he had unmask our kids okay um unmask our kids that's great but why I, I don't understand why unmasking kids is so important because at the end of the day they're still going to spread the virus quicker than anybody else because I got more energy and a cough and a sneeze and literally kids in class. I remember when I was in class, right? You know, there was kids always doing weird things. One kid shoved the crayon up his nose, couldn't get it back down, had to go get surgery, you know. But they were, they're always like licking things, sticking things in their mouths. Like if anyone that's going to transmit a virus, probably going to fucking kids. And if they have to wear a mask, they're okay. You know what I mean? They got nice little pink lungs. Like I'm a smoker of like ten, over ten years now. Me wearing a mask is painful, but I still fucking do it just out of being nice and vaccinated. But I still do it just to be nice to people. Just to say, I don't want you to have my germs. They did it in Japan they, long before COVID ever happened. People would always go around wearing masks because it's inhospitable and not nice to pass your cold onto them. You know, so I, you want to unmask the kids, whatever. But yeah, but so people put their opinions everywhere, and it's not just Facebook. I feel like the front lawn in America, long before Facebook ever was a thing, was the the original Facebook. You know, and back in the day the facebook wall where you put opinions on used to be just a bathroom wall in your school you'd write like weird shit on it and you'd try and like flirt with people you know like uh nikki sucks dicks call this number you you put all kinds of stuff on it 
And you'd also get poked by people in there as well if you weren't careful. But then again, that was a Catholic school. And it was usually a priest. But anyway, that's not here nor there. Positivity. <laughs> this is the most positive fucking country I've ever been in. I'm, I'm not, I, I won't say I'm cynical. Right? People would mistake my stoicism with cynicalness. Cynicism. That's the word I'm looking for. I, I don't, I'm not entirely negative, but I live in a real world. Like, I understand what's going on around me. If I see everything falling apart, I'm like, right, well, this isn't good. So, stoicism. You know, just understanding that and keeping things to yourself. In America, you're the most positive about everything. Like, that positivity just reigns, reigns through everything. And you can really disturb a European by being too fucking positive about things. Like, in Ireland, the most... When we make fun of Americans, or Yanks as we call you guys, it's always about like the the loud obnoxiousness and the positivity. Like positive about everything. In in like the UK and in certain parts of Ireland, you're always apologizing for things. You know, and everything is like like the, the best thing you're gonna get in the morning is like, Oh, how's the weather? You know, oh, it's good. At least it's not raining. You know? At least it's not raining. That's the most positivity you can, you can get. Like, at least I'm not fucking wet on the way in here. In Ireland, we're so cynical about certain things that we we don't say I'm cold. We say I'm perished. Right? And let me break that down for you. Right? So perished is something that happens when you're in a fire. You perish in a fire. Right? So not only are we incredibly depressing, we're also not just cold, not just a tiny bit cold, I'm perished. I'm so cold I'm near death. But also I'm ironic about it because you perish in a fire. And that just sums up Irish people in just one sentence there, you know. But then when you got over here, you got all these positivity. And I, I'm not the most positive person. I can be quite negative. But as I said, it's more stoic than negative. But like, I'm not going to try and explain myself to you guys. It's weird because people kind of get down on you or they don't want to talk to you if you're too negative. Right? But back home, if you're too positive, people just think you're a weirdo. You know, they're like, what's that guy so happy about? Which kind of, I, I guess the problem is really more so on the Irish side of like, why is that guy happy? That's suspicious. You know, but then at the same time, this is a country full of lunatics. And I mean crazy people. I can tell you stories and make your head spin. <clears throat> but what that positivity does is it infects you. And you know, you'll have Irish people saying when you come home, don't bring your American ways back. Don't come back with, with an accent. You know, and what they mean by that is don't come back happy. Because none of us are happy over here. It's always raining, you know. We're perished with the cold. So every now and again, when I do come come back over, I, like I'm really positive because I spent months here, and I've you know experienced lovely things and talked to great people and stuff, and I come back really positive. Even during a pandemic, right? You guys were pretty positive about it. You were so positive about it, you pretended it didn't. It wasn't happening for the longest time and then when it was happening you we were like we're gonna we're gonna get through this stick together meanwhile in ireland we're like this is it it's the end this is the new norm we just accepted our fate before it even happened but like within three days into the pandemic i actually started my first let you say like the first pandemic after st patrick's day in 2020 i actually started doing a podcast because i was one of those lucky people that had to stay home for a while um and still get paid to do it which is great uh, when you're in Europe and you get paid to stay at home um, but I started my podcast then because I, I was I really started to miss radio and stuff and I wanted and I was also an arty person and I wanted to give like artists advice because artists love to fucking talk about themselves they will do it all day so 
me and a buddy of mine, a great, great guy, a great artist, his name is Raymond Cowan. Um, we, and before we before we get on to the to the actual going live on the podcast, he said to me, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "What about what? Like this whole, you know, stay at home thing? Is this it? Is this the new normal?" I suppose it is, really, isn't it? I, I talked to my neighbour there through the window for about five minutes. That's the only social interaction I've had, other, other than the other than the kids. I'm like, dude, you've already accepted that the fact that this is going to be forever without even giving it a week to see what happens. Now, in fairness, he was kind of right for a little while, maybe by Irish standards anyway. But, you know, things do open up again. We can't continue on like that forever. So, like, that's the kind of level of... That's what you're dealing with. We've already... Whatever happens, the grimmest, worst outcome is the first thing that we go to. And we just try and accept that really quickly. And then whatever happens is extra gravy. Right, so that's the good part of it. Over here, it's totally no, that won't happen. You know, all these things won't happen. It'll all be good, it'll all be fine. You know, if nobody will ever tell you you have a bad idea, literally nobody will ever tell you you have a bad idea. And I'll tell you why, okay? On my first visit here, I lived in Jersey City, uh, near near some tunnel. Okay, was it the Lincoln Tunnel? I can't remember. But I lived right by on this corner house in jersey and i lived with three great people uh, still good friends of mine to, to, to this day and the second day i was there i said it was actually snowing but i said i'm gonna go out for a walk and just get like a lay of the land because it didn't really when you're in jersey it, it all kind of looks the same eventually so you kind of try and you know find little common places so you know kind of where you are right and i turn a corner and there's construction going on right and i look over at the fence and i seen the most daft but genius thing I'd ever seen in my life. I looked at the fence and on the fence it said, rent a fence, call this number. And I said, that's what you call positivity. Because once upon a time there was a dude sitting at a bar and he said, I've got a great idea. i got a great idea, guys. you got to listen to this. And they're like, what? He said, rent a fence. And then they say, what? You rent the fence. Because nobody wants to buy a fucking fence when you work in a construction company. You just rent them. Who needs them all the time? You just throw them out afterwards. And then, because they're American, I always said, that's genius, go do that. Even if they're thinking, this fucking asshole. It didn't matter because these guys were like, you know, you've always got a good idea. There's no such thing as a bad idea. In Ireland, if you had said that same thing, lads, I've got a great idea. It's called rent offense. They'd say, go fuck yourself, you fucking idiot. Who wants the rent offense? And they would have never once thought about it. And that's why there probably isn't a rent offense in Ireland. But there is here. And somebody became a millionaire after that. And that's where that positivity comes in to be a really good thing. Because yeah, nobody will ever tell you it's a bad idea. Also, the fact that nobody will ever tell you it's a bad idea is also kind of great because I've seen some weird things here, some weird communities of people that... Oh, God. Apologies about that. My dog just decided that he was going to chime in on the podcast. As I was saying, I've seen some weird, you know, communities of people. I've also seen some... I think I mentioned this before on the first episode that I did. But if you go down to Jersey Shore, you're going to see all kinds of fucking things. But one of the things you can see... And it's probably one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. But it's built almost entirely on a dock. Right? Now, everyone down there lived through Sandy. Like, they've seen Sandy happen. You know, and then some entrepreneur somewhere said, well, I'm going to build a restaurant on a dock. That, in Ireland, would be just... They would, they would lock you up for it. They'd say, go see a doctor and make sure you feel okay. Because you build a foundation on a dock, okay? Now, you have to take weight and certain architectural designs into this. 
the architecture here is it's amazing like look if i look at my window i'm looking at new york city right now but there's the other side of it where you just build houses as you feel like it you know whatever just feels right to you there's no formula for it in, in ireland we're very formulaic and we we build like this and there's all houses kind of look almost the same on the inside depending on their shape and where they are they'll look predominantly the same over here it's like you could open a door you could be in a garage or a kitchen you just don't know and so everyone's house when you go into it in ireland you know where everything is almost entirely almost from the second you walk in the door because you've been in an irish house before you walk in here and it's anything it can be quite a social dilemma right when you go ask for a toilet and they're like yeah it's up the stairs to the left i need to go find the stairs the stairs could be in the middle of the house could be at the corner of the house could be downstairs and then up the stairs you don't know but in this particular bar and restaurant there is a store a bar a restaurant a dock an outside bar another part of the dock and the whole thing is built just a little bit above water beside a highway okay now where is the fault in there you say okay so if a big wave comes along a flood if the water level rises for whatever reason that place is fucked like 100% totally fucked but yet they never once like stop to say oh that's a possibility like we would in ireland they just said you know what who cares give these people the ability to eat on a dock that reeks of fish and fishermen which smell worse than the fish sometimes while i'm sitting there i'm looking to my left and there's a dude got gotten a fish like only in only in jersey with that guy especially down the shore you could just find anything down there you don't know you could have a great time you could have a terrible time you might have a lovely time with a lovely dinner and stuff like that or you might get robbed you just don't know you could walk a boardwalk and see some of the nicest things you've ever seen in your life. You know, boats passing by, people swimming. Or you could walk down there, you could see a fist fight happening. You just don't know. It could be anything. Jersey's a crazy place. You get onto onto the, onto the uh, what's it called, the parkway, right? That's just a, a, that is literally like Mad Max. It's like, there's four lanes, nobody knows where they're going, and they just drift in and out of them. And nobody lets the other person off. They don't let them, you know, get ahead of them. They're just like, yeah, you want you want to go in here? Okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my car up so you can't get in here, even though that's the purpose of the four lanes. And they don't give you enough road signage to tell you which way you're going. But it does go the whole way through Jersey, which is a good thing because then you can get from A to B really quickly. And you don't have to go a bunch of back roads. <clears throat> so yeah, that's just some of the insanity that goes on when you're when you're living here but anyway back to conversations okay so then there's other conversations that you have that if you've ever been to a diner okay you know what i want where people kind of hound you a little bit asking you what you want making recommendations i, I don't know you just wouldn't do that in Ireland. When you, if you're a waiter or waitress you just let the people when they put their menus in then you go over to talk to them then they order and then you bring it to them right here they say now a diner menu isn't like a, a regular menu it's a menu with like eight pages on it okay of this different shit of like pan from pancakes to roast beefs from roast beefs to i don't know sushi <laughs> so if you're at a diner like the world is your oyster because on that menu they've, they've got everything from sushi to fries to corn dogs to chili dogs to burgers to venison each is different you know but you've all of this, you've tried to make a choice somewhere out of all of this. But you have a waiter that will just hound you. They come back to you every five minutes saying, Oh, we're ready to order here. Can you start you off with like some water or some fries or something? And you're just like, No, like let me just figure out what the fuck you have first. Because this is a half a novel road here. 
and then I get back to you. Every five minutes, you gotta tell them that you're not ready. Then when you do order, they come back to you. Hope everything's good, guys. Okay, thank you. You're still eating. Uh, then they say, is everything okay for you? Can I get you a dessert menu? I'm like, I'm not even finished. What the fuck I'm eating the first time? Will you just go away and leave me alone? <sighs> Maybe it's like a polite thing to do. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. So then, you that's one end of the spectrum. And then you on the other end, you have, like, pub, like if you're walking in the street, you don't talk to people. And in Ireland, if you're walking in the street, if you make a contact with somebody, you say, well, we say, hell yeah. Or, which means, like, how are you doing? You know, you, but it's not an invitation for conversation. People just look at you funny if you, if you, if you do that here. I went up to talk to a police officer once in Jersey City. Because I was lost. I was looking for Journal Square and I had no idea where the fuck I was. <laughs> there was a lady talking to this police officer. It was the middle of winter. And I was wearing a t-shirt. It was snowing. Probably not the best thing. But like it was. I know that sounds nuts right. But in Ireland you'd wear like a long sleeve or a coat if it's really cold. But if it's like just fresh. And I can't quite describe what fresh is. But it's not like it's not like a damp heat. It's not like a damp cold. You just wear a t-shirt because it's fine. It's not that cold. So I'm wearing a t-shirt and it's like the small, there's snow on the ground. The police officer has a ski mask on him. He looked like he was just about to storm a fucking drug den or something. But anyway, I go over to ask him and I've never had luck with people here. You know, they either love me or hate me. You know, they give me free vinegar or they're going to try and shoot me. Because when I went up to ask for directions, he put his hand out and put his left hand on his gun. Okay, and unlatched the little bit that goes over it, right? Puts his hand on his gun. It puts his hand out and says, "They're three steps back, sir." I'm like, "Okay." And I'm thinking, "What the fuck? What's going on here? Why do I need to take three steps back?" He's like, "Okay, what was your question?" I'm like, "I'm just looking for Journal Square." And then he like, cocks his head, and he says, "Journal Square." He's like, "Yeah, that's all I'm looking for." And he's like, "Behind you." And I look behind me, and there's this big sign that says Journal Square this way, and it even had those neon lights around it, which look like I guess I look kind of stupid. I don't know why he wanted to shoot me, but when you get into that part, like nobody wants to talk to you. Okay, if you go to a bodega or a corner store, right, just forget about conversation. Indian people, I love them. I like their food. They're awesome. But my God, you guys just either talk my fucking head off by asking me like really personal questions. You don't do small talk. You don't talk about, about the weather. They're like, hello, hello. How much you get paid? And you're just like, uh, I don't know. Is that really a polite question? They don't do small talk. Or they just don't talk to you at all. And this particular corner store in... Jersey City, when I go there, it was 50-50 on whether this guy was actually going to talk to me or not. Most times I went in, he literally, I used to go in and get a pack of cigarettes and sometimes like, I don't know, like a stick of butter or something. And he would like throw it at me. He'd throw it on, on the thing, on the counter and then take my money and give me back the wrong change. Like all the time. One day I come in and I pay, I like, I take euros out of my wallet instead of like dollars. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And I, you know, and I switched to like the $5 bill or whatever. And then he, he says, wait, 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 what is that? I'm like, uh, euro? He's like, show me, show me your coins. I'm like, okay. So I take the two euros out. And I think it was like a two euro and a one euro and maybe a 50 cent. I was like, these here? He was like, how much for these? I'm like, well, it's 350. So it's 350. I'm like, are you trying to buy my coins? He's like, yes, I collect coins. How much you want for these coins? Um, three bucks, I guess. And he gave me the three bucks. And every time I came back in afterwards, 
sometimes I would have like euro change on me because I had like you know they you know you throw things in your drawer and shit. I come and I say he's like, do you have any change in me? I'm like, uh, yeah. And if I had euros on me, he would talk my ass off, right? If I didn't, he wouldn't say jack shit to me. There's so many different cultures in in Jersey, and they're all like funny, you know. And I think one of the most I think one of the most beautiful things is when you get comedians from different cultures and you can have that open conversation because you can't be mad at someone when you're laughing. You know, you can't be oppressing somebody when you're when you're laughing. That you can have these conversations through comedy. And I think the greatest legislators in the world have always been comedians from Richard Pryor the whole way up to Eddie Murphy to oh, this, uh, to like Kevin Hart nowadays, I guess. He's the new big one. That when you have all of these people talking and then you've got like Indian comedians, Muslim comedians, when you can laugh and have a joke and, you know, like notice things about your own culture and point out things about our culture or like white people's culture, I guess. Then you have a new, you, you, know, you have an open conversation that, yeah, these things are kind of funny. That's where the real conversation lies. And if other, if it's not funny, you're just walking a minefield. And you're trying not to be racist. You're trying not to be insensitive. And you, it almost feels like you can't admit that you're ignorant. Because I am most definitely ignorant to most. To a lot of different races and different ethnicities and their cultures. And when you get here, you're, you're, you're hit with so much diversity. Like when you see, I don't know, because we don't have these back home. Right? When you see your first Hasidic Jew, you don't know what to think. Is he in the Mafia? Is he going to a funeral? Why are all the kids dressed like that? What's that silly little hat on their head? This guy's like one will have a little yarmulke right over the little ball patch area where they would normally have it, and then another one will have like a big beaver on his head. I don't, I still don't know why they wear, why they dress like that. And I, I mean, that's like learning things, and it seems kind of goofy to me. But you know, what? it's their culture, and it's interesting at the very least. And it stops the whole idea of like being surrounded by like the same person. I see like the. On the Day of the Dead festival that uh, I think is most Hispanic communities, uh, you know, celebrate. It's like this whole new kind of like a Halloween, but not quite a Halloween. And everyone paints their face and they celebrate the dead. And I'm like, that's really cool because we did the same shit back in Ireland until, you know, they kind of bastardized it and turned it into Halloween. But whatever. And you got all these great cultures. And, we, and the worst thing is we don't know how to talk to each other. And I'm the prime example of how you don't talk to each other because, you know, I, I, like I said, I went to a store. I don't want to talk to anyone because of my accent. So hopefully, if, if nothing else, if this little podcast gives you a little bit of insight into like what's like being an immigrant and some of the ridiculousness that's here. So... Here's some moody tips. I just threw on some coffee because it's getting to my time of the day where I just go into that slump. So what's a moody tip for conversation in New Jersey? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real with you for a sec. Um, if you are an American and you know an immigrant, or if you have an immigrant neighbor or whatever, do me one favor. Just be patient with them, okay? Because you might not realize, but Americans talk at... A way louder decibel than anybody else. Okay. You have this unabrashed, you know, uh, feeling to be heard. 
Now turn that around. The next the person downstairs or living next door or whatever, driving the bus or sitting beside the bus, whatever. Uber driver. They don't have that same need to be heard. But also, they're afraid. They're shy. They don't speak your language. When you don't speak English, it's so terrifying. It's so horrible to be in a situation where you don't know what people are saying. And to not be around your own people. So just be patient with them. The other thing I'd say, again, another bit of advice for America. A lot of Americans do a lot of talking. Okay? You say a lot of things, you got a lot of opinions. I understand. As great as you can have those opinions. But you don't fucking listen to Jack's shit. Alright? Start listening. The whole problem with this whole fucking country for the longest time has been nobody's listening. They're just waiting for their own chance to scream at the top of their lungs about whatever the fuck it is they want to scream about. Just shut up and listen for a while. Okay? Really listen to what somebody's saying. If you have a relationship with somebody, if you're a man, you probably don't listen. You know, we're born deaf. But you gotta listen. Because not only listen, but empathize. Put yourself in that person's shoes. And just really sit down and think about the hardships that that person has. If they're saying something, or if they're explaining something, or whatever, right? Just really listen. Give that person that respect and the time of day to listen to what they're saying. And just shut up. Don't interrupt them. Just sit there and actually hang on every word. Whether you agree or disagree, it won't matter. But I can promise you, the other person will respect you a lot more for it if you actually listen to them. Because as someone who's a podcaster... I guess I'm a podcaster now. This is my second attempt at it. Soon to be trying my third later on this this month. I'm doing it with somebody else. It's going to be a totally different outlook, but uh, a different thing. But I'll, I'll tell you about that when it gets a bit closer. As someone who writes and who does art, you know, there's always. I think most writers and artists are people who just they want to speak, but they just can't be asked. They just they can never find the words, and you just have this desire to be to be heard for a change. And we're not good at shouting, so we end up becoming these things. If somebody listens to you, you can really change your life. And if you're a student and you have a teacher that listens to you, you know what I'm talking about. And if you have that special someone in your life that really listens to you, really encourages you, that can make all the difference. That could be career changing, life changing, just with someone listening to you, because it's so rare nowadays. So patience and listening. That's the advice for the Americans. For the immigrants, like myself, Take everything with a grain of salt, okay? Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about how people are going to think about you because at the end of the day, these people are just going to have... People make up their minds within the first couple of seconds that they meet you. Now, you're lucky, especially if you're on the East Coast like I am, where there's too many people to actually give a fuck about that. There's literally people who scream shit out. out I've often been walking and people scream something at me out the window. I don't know. Sometimes I can't catch it. Sometimes it's asshole. Sometimes it's, hey, good looking, how much? You know, they're going to say a lot of things, but you're probably never going to see them again. So don't worry about it. Okay, take it day by day, second by second. And again, do the same thing that I told the other people to do. Listen. You know, listen to every word. Speak your mind and understand. Also learn the fucking culture. Okay, so I'm still struggling to wrap my head around a couple of things. Like, for instance, the interrupting. You know, I, I don't have a solution to someone interrupting you when you're speaking other than that person have some fucking respect, please, for the other people in the room that are speaking. I don't really. But you can just also, if you want to be a dick about it, and I know some of you will be, just interrupt them. Just keep it going. And just watch out like decibels of sound rays through the roof. And when it comes to the whole 
left and right political thing. My my advice is, whatever you are, you know, keep it away from the table, keep it out of your bar. Okay, just keep it to yourself. Not because I think you should keep your opinions to yourself or I should silence you in any way. But in this country, you have the ability to vote. Right? If you're an immigrant, you won't have the ability to vote for a while. But then you can vote, and your vote will cast whatever. Don't judge someone based on their beliefs. You know, and don't let anyone judge you based on your beliefs either. Because that prejudice is what is tears people apart, really. You know, and people get sick of listening to people, they get sick of whatever they fight. It's all a crap of shit, you know, I'll be honest with you. Because at the end of the day, the world will turn the way the world will turn. There's nothing we can do about it. We are entirely powerless in this world. And we must find our own inner zens. There's a bit of Buddhist, a bit of Buddhist knowledge, right? We must find our own uh, zens to, to get on with this. We all have to live together at the end of the day. So those political beliefs, understand that whoever has the opposite belief of you, had events transpire in their lives that brought them to that exact position where they now believe this. Okay, now at the same time, don't stand for fucking racism, bigotry, or ignorance. Okay? Ignorance is the greatest light towards the darkness of ignorance is conversation. Educate people. Talk. Listen. Build a community of diversity. That's the awesome thing. And if you're someone who says, no, fuck all that. America belongs to the white man. Just go fuck yourself. Okay, stop listening to my fucking podcast. Go fuck yourself. That's what I have to say to you. Because when it comes to racism and ignorance, there, there's no cure for that. Like, I can't, you can't win an argument with stupid. So I'm not going to argue with And nobody else should either. Just ignore them. Stop giving them attention. Stop taking photos of them and posting them on Facebook. Just ignore these assholes. Because that's all they want. It's just they want their little soapbox. Don't give it to them. Anyway, everyone out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay moody. It's the most important thing. Stay stoic. But most of all, take any little bit of advice that I can. I've been taking it with a grain of salt. I'm not telling you to live, live your life or anything. But, you know, understand that there's other people. If you're in the same position that I am and you're hurting for whatever reason, you know, I understand. You're not you're not the only person. Everybody, every immigrant who ever came to this country at one time or another. By every immigrant, I mean everyone. We're all immigrants. Some were just born here. And they're just immigrants born abroad. So... Everyone had to go through it. Everyone had to try and figure this shit out as well. You're not alone, you know? And I know it's very heartbreaking at times. It's quite depressing and it's quite isolating. But, you know, get out there. You're going to meet like-minded people. And that's a beautiful thing about this place. You do meet like-minded people. And uh, someday, however fucking much of an outsider you feel, you'll find the place. And they'll greet you with open arms. And it'll be like, this is where I was always meant to be. Because I remember when I first had that feeling. And that's why I'm here now. So, everyone, stay good, stay moody. Catch you in the next one. Hey guys, if you listen this far, that means that the main show is over and done with. And I hope it was entertaining at the very least. I know this one went a bit long, but I had a lot to say on the matter. Um, it's quite hard doing it on your own. You know, it's not, it's not easy to talk into an open void. But, yeah, uh, updates on me, I guess, if you really want to know. As I've moved into a new place, so this could be more regular. Uh, f- tomorrow, there will be the Flashback Friday, which is quite funny. It's a funny story that I have from back home. Um, quite crude, so if you're allergic to that or you're a bit too conservative, 
if you're of the conservative disposition, maybe you might want to skip that one because it's going to be a crude one, I can promise you that. But if you're listening to this, you're probably not someone who's bothered by such things. Um, what else should I say? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I do another podcast with a buddy of mine. When it's live and stuff, I let you guys know. And you can you can go and listen to that because that will be a lot more professional, a lot better done. It'll still be as irreverent as here, but it'll be a lot funnier. Um, because, you know, doing a podcast with someone is a lot easier than doing it without anybody. So coming up, we have that. We have the Flashback Friday episode. And I, I meant to write down exactly what's coming, but I'm going to be doing a moody guide to homosexuality. Which you might be like, well, how are you going to figure that one out, Tom? Don't worry. I'm bringing in a professional. And we're going to have an open conversation about that, where if... <laughs> I can't, you know, it's an open conversation because there's a lot of people who don't understand it you might not be ignorant okay or you, you might not be someone who's against this you might just not know you know what it's like and I, all I want to do is have an open conversation where I give someone a little bit of a platform to talk about what it's like and then we're going to have fun while we're doing it it's going, it's going to be funny because me and him we really get along we laugh at a lot of things with the same kind of sense of humor so that'll probably be a good one for anyone who's just a little bit curious but never actually wanted to like google search it you can just say, oh, well, I was just following the podcast. So I wasn't like searching anything. I'm going to have a, talk, a talk about that. He's a funny guy. Great guy. So I'm looking forward to doing that one, especially because I think that's going to be a really good episode. And thank you for all your support, by the way. Um, as I say at every episode, and I always like to give this last bit, even though my partner's always like, hurry it up, hurry it up. Um, no, I'm going to take as much time as I want to thank the people who listen. Sorry about the last Flashback Friday one. I'm going to re-upload that one let you all know when that's up because the audio quality on it was terrible i didn't realize that at the time because i was doing it through headphones and whatever way the headphone i guess the headphones were on mono and i couldn't hear all the the, the leveling of this the music and stuff just didn't work for but these are the risks you take and at a, you know when the podcast is young you kind of don't have a format for these things so essentially i'm going to re-upload that one if it's totally scrapped and i can't fix it what I will do is I will essentially do another take of it along with another Flashback Friday episode. So everyone out there, thank you for your support. If you can share this on your Facebook and on your Twitter, that would be awesome. That helps me out so much. You have no idea because I get listeners from the likes of Finland and New Zealand and stuff like that who wouldn't normally probably do this. And because I don't have like an actual home for this podcast right now, other than being on Spotify and Anchor, it's quite difficult to you know share it i can only share it on my own social media platforms and when i do build its own when it gets its own home it'll be a lot easier to do that but in the meantime you can you know follow the podcast on spotify and you can share it from spotify onto your facebook and it will give you a kind of like a preview of what i'm going to talk about the first four seconds it's usually my intro and that works out really well so to all the guys out there that did that and all the staunchest support all the staunchest supporters of it thank you so much you did. you're the only reason that I keep doing this you know, because if it wasn't getting any kind of listeners and I know it's only it's less than 20 I'm talking like it's like 3 million but thank you so much I appreciate all 20 of you for listening and even if you don't listen to the whole thing you don't listen this far what you do listen to is more than enough so thank you love you all stay healthy stay moody and stay sane because it's a crazy world out there